listening to episode 22 of Daisy Geek Girls. I'm Swapna Krishna. And I'm Preeti Chibber, and we are recording on Friday, January 19th. It's a very special launch of our next, like, dedicated episodes in which we're doing Lord of the Rings. Yes. Um, and we have a very special guest with us today. Hello, hello. Uh, should, I, should I introduce myself? Please is that, do. Uh, is that my job? Yes, I'm, I'm Greg Pock. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, thanks for coming. <laughs> we're very excited. Yeah, so like months and months ago, I think we were batting around this idea of doing this. And I asked on Twitter if I knew any Asian American right. fans of Lord of the Rings for <laughs> this purpose. Yes. And Greg, you said you were, and I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was, uh, I had no idea what, why you were asking, but I was like, <laughs> I, I raised my hand. That's me. That's me. Happy, happy to be part of whatever's going to go on. So, so what's your, what's your history with Lord of the Rings? Like, well, I grew up reading um, tons of sci-fi and fantasy as a kid. I mean, uh, I, 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 you know, well, my Ray Bradbury was my first sort of, um, literary hero and uh but but i got really really into fantasy um you know i w started with the hobbit and uh and read all the lord of the rings books and read <laughs> i read the national lampoon spoof of the lord of the rings. <laughs> lord of the rings um yeah and i i read and uh i mean the other series um i mean i read so much stuff i mean i read uh you know like the uh the um Oh my God! The One Ring. What is that? You know the Stephen Donaldson books about the uh, the White Gold Wielder and all that. And I, I read the. Uh, but the other series that really blew my mind was um, Lloyd Alexander's Prydain series. Oh, this is the Black Cauldron, right? Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. And uh, I, in fact, I just reread all of those recently, wow. uh, just this last year. Um, and it's really fascinating, kind of looking at the parallels between those and Lord of the Rings and the very significant differences. And, uh, anyway, but yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, this stuff is always kind of, just, and oh yeah, and I was a big D and D nerd, you know, mm. so I, uh, I got really into D and D and I painted all the little figurines <laughs> and I designed my castles and stuff. I actually spent more time just like, you know, doing the world building part, designing my castles and my, you know, my ships and, you know, like writing constitutions for my imaginary world <laughs> uh, that I did actually play in the game. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was yes. just really, really into it. But the, all of that stuff. I mean, when I was a kid, I wrote, uh, I wrote two, uh, two like really bad fantasy novels. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Uh, someday, someday I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a Kickstarter for it. And actually, I'm, I'm gonna hire somebody to like do a really awesome, like real cover for them. Oh my god! <laughs> and actually, publish them as a gift to my 12 year old self. But yeah, so yeah, I mean, I, I for whatever reason, I mean, I was just always a real. I mean, I was just really blown away by uh, that kind of fantasy stories. I mean, part of it, I grew up in Texas, and I I, w I was a Boy Scout, and so I camped a lot. Oh, and I think okay, that yeah, like that, makes sense. Out, that outdoor fantasy kind of thing, you know, and that that whole also, I think these stories also a lot of these stories anyway, um, and D you know like D and D is popular for this reason too. I think are compelling because it's this fantasy of like finding your crew you know what i mean Pulling yeah together. yeah you know um you know stranger things does a very good job of kind of mm -hmm. you know like uh showing that dramatizing that that feeling you know i literally just watched it this week so now i understand that reference <laughs> <laughs> i'm terrible at tv because i'm always reading so i'm always oh, behind on tv that's very good reason to be behind, I, I would say. 
as a writer of things that people read, yes. I, I approve of. <laughs> um, Preeti, what's your what's your background, Lord of the Rings background? <laughs> My background with Lord of the Rings is that this movie. I read them when I was like little, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, it was when I found out that Elijah Wood was oh captured. Oh, really? Oh, my yes. God. Because the, the first one came out in 2001, right? 2001. Yeah, I think yeah, it Harry Potter. Um, yeah. And I remember before that, like, reading that Elijah would have been cast. And I loved Elijah Wood. I was like 15. Um, <laughs> what was he in when we were kids? Like, he was in Flipper, he was in, right? He was in Flipper, but he was also in North. Okay. And Finn okay. and the Good Son, which I probably the Good Son. Oh, the oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> him yeah. and Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. So that was literally like I, I was talking to you today, where I was like, I don't remember any of the rest of the casting except for Elijah Wood, because that's what I was so excited about. Yeah. Okay. That's very funny. Yeah, that that's is. cool. Yeah. Um, what about you. So, I mean, I have no, like, I found out these movies were coming out and I knew these books were famous and so I read them. So I read the books probably a year before the movie came out, which was actually really good because then I was able to kind of compare my, I think I read them twice all the way through. And then oh, I did wow. like Silmarillion. I did it first time I just did Oh the- my God, you actually read the Silmarillion? Uh, I know, yeah. I was like, I, I tried the, and I couldn't do it. I did the Same. trilogy first and then I went back again to do it again and then it did Silver Silmarillion and Hobbit and then oh, these God. three. Yeah. Oh, wait, so read the Hobbit after you read the trilogy? You read the Hobbit after that? Yeah, so I read the trilogy first. Oh wow. And then I went, and then back, went back and then Hobbit. Silmarillion, Hobbit and then the trilogy again. Because oh, I do remember I read the Hobbit. I think actually I mean the first thing I knew about Lord of the Rings was when I saw that Hobbit cartoon. Yes. From like the seventies. Oh, yeah. Which was amazing. Yeah. And then I think I read the books. But then forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I read the uh, I read the Hobbit first, uh, and then read the Lord of the Rings books, and then saw the animated, uh, both the animated, because um, they did uh, they did an animated Hobbit, and then they did yeah. an animated they did an animated Return of the I think they did an animated Lord of the Rings, and then an animated Return of the yes, King. Right? They I think did that's two. right. Yeah. And the Lord of the Rings was kind of like a combo. I don't remember, but I so I saw all those, um, and then years later found out that they were going to you know make movies. And then I did the same thing. I reread the books yeah. when I you know heard that the movie was going to happen. I was like, oh yeah, I should reread that. Yeah, that's I actually, yeah. yeah. I can't believe you read the similar similar. Yeah, actually, really, I actually, I actually don't mind the Silmarillion. <laughs> like, I mean, I it's really it's not great. It's not great. Or it's not necessarily a great reading experience. But it's good storytelling, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like the story no, is really good, but like as a whole, it's not the most scintillating. But like the I, stories that it tells are really interesting. I have this memory of like trying to read it and then feeling it was kind of like the Iliad with just listing boats and stuff. Yes. And well, okay, so the Iliad is I one of my favorite books of, be- of all time. <laughs> Isn't there a lot of begetting? Like. This guy begat that yeah, guy begat like, that it's like guy. It's Bible. Like, it's like, a, it's like, yeah. I have read the, because, like, I went to Catholic school growing up, so I have read the Bible multiple times to cover to cover, so I think there's probably a thread here. Um, I, I I think there's probably, there's probably something I need to explore there, but that's for a different podcast. Okay. Okay, so Fellowship of the Ring. 
Yes, extended edition. Extended yeah. edition. Yes. Probably three because hours and fifteen minutes, I would say. Three hours. Well, you know, I thought it was gonna be a lot longer and then I got and then I realized the last twenty seven minutes were credits. Yes. Like, <laughs> whoa. I was yes. like, this is kind of wrapping up pretty early given how much time is left on the counter here. I I had no idea. I, I actually don't even remember like what I've I've watched this so many times I don't remember what was in the original theatrical. I was just thinking the exact same thing. I could not. I do actually. Like I I was wondering if you guys would remember because I have seen the original theatrical version so many times. Mm -hmm. Uh, Um, I think I got the extended version pretty like basically as soon as it came out, and so that's the one I watch. I've I've seen multiple times. I think I've only seen the original version maybe once or twice. I've seen the original version enough. The other two movies, I don't know that I can. This movie, I can. can The other two, I I I feel like there are bigger differences. I mean, I Mm -hmm. could be wrong, but like you know, like the whole thing, like Saruman's death is like, and then that that creepy guy with no eyes is in front of the big gate. Oh yeah, the bad voice with the with the with the with the bleeding lips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like the Silent Hill guy. Um, This one, it's the Wood Elves scene at the very beginning. When uh, Sam yeah. is like, oh, yeah, no. it's the gift, the Galadriel gift scene is added. Really? Yeah, that's not in the original. Yeah, no, which is like super. Like, well, that's got to be in the original because he pulls out the just the thing. The, it's just it's just, just Gimli saying I the, asked the, her. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, her hair. and then oh, like right. the giving the but like the elven rope and the um, giving the daggers to Merry and Pippin. All of that isn't in the. Really? Like, um, just yeah. in the next movie, they're like, oh, yeah, Galadriel gave this to us? Yeah, they just mention, like, elven rope, but they don't, like, talk oh, okay. about, like, where it's where it from. Where it came from. Interesting. Um, Interesting. Yeah, and then, like, that Lembus bread scene, I'm pretty sure that's added. Like, No, that's in it, that where he's like, one? how many did you yes. eat? <laughs> <laughs> I do like that scene. Um, let me think. Oh, as we go through it, I'll remember more. All right, so let's start at the beginning. <laughs> I was surprised to see how many lines I like remembered mm. word for word. Oh yeah. I will say while I was watching the Council of Rivendell scene today, I like G chatted the entire thing to Preeti as it was happening. And well, the, that's that's that scene's still totally. You know, the the thing I noticed during this time is there's totally like extras sitting like there's some extra sitting directly next to Gandalf. It's like that guy, you know, like, <laughs> you know, who are those guys? You know what I mean? They're sitting around. Then they're sitting they're around important. and they don't volunteer for the fellowship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm not taking that rank. Forget it, man. <laughs> I'm getting union minimum. Forget it. Um, no. So I really do. I will say I like the beginning. It does a very good job of just very quickly establishing what's going on. Yeah. And, this movie held up so well. Yeah. Like the, the beginning always rubbed me a little bit wrong because it's, I mean, it's a bit, I, and I, it totally works in the context of the whole thing, but it's a little too cutesy for me, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, and like, Oh wait, I, and, do you mean the, the Hobbit scene or the like, oh, oh, one you're ring, about the, I'm talking like the, like the, like you the know, introduction, the, the, yeah, oh, like the nine, okay. the, you know, nine were given to the men and yeah, like, and Kate yeah, Blanchett. But, works yeah, yeah that i mean it's amazing how long it is and the, right. i mean it, it shouldn't work because it's like five minutes of just exposition i mean right. it's spectacular exposition but it's like oh and here's all the stuff you need to know before the story really starts but it's, it's like peter jackson gives it this great like it, it immediately sets the tone mm-hmm. for what you want a like a fellowship of the ring movie to be i think it's like <laughs> it was almost like he was like proving himself 
to all the audiences yeah. so he could get to that cutesy scene and not lose people. Oh, right. uh, that's kind of, yeah, no, no, yeah. That's and it like gives a, you the first senses, like, besides, like, the flashbacks in, in, in Rivendell of kind of the epic, yeah. you know, the epic yep, scale yep, yep, of yep, the yep. movie that, that the movies sense. wouldn't get like to in this. Um, but I yeah. totally agree with you, though. Oh, and there's a lot of added stuff, by the way, um, that is not all that, like, Bilbo stuff at the beginning, where he's, like, narrating and writing is not in the yeah. regular edition. Oh, That's oh, all that extended. It starts with... But I love it! it. With, the, the, real, the regular edition starts with Frodo with the, like, oh, yeah, 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 grass yeah. in his mouth sitting. You know, you know the thing that I... I what that... Uh, the, the thing that I noticed this time was that I appreciate it a lot is the, the movie is packed with books. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any other movie that has this many books. Yeah. I mean, except for maybe like 10 sharing crossroad or whatever that movie is, which is all about books, but you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, like every other scene has books in it. You know, they're crawling, you know, they're crawling up some random stairs and they're like books on the stairs. There's books everywhere. It is. Um, yeah. Which is kind of cool. And it's got uh, a reverence for like books. Like there's a reverence for the written word and history. And mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Gandalf has to go. Basically, it's like, oh, big crisis comes. Uh, I got to go research it. You know, gotta <laughs> go, go to the library. Got to go to the library exactly. with my, with the, all the old fr- brittle books and my pipe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And like Gandalf. open flames. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Gandalf. Totally um, against the Oxford rules. But. Lit candle inside the. Anyway. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then the other thing, though, was. I, it cracked me up because at the very beginning in that added scene you're talking about, which now I realize, yes, exactly. If that's the added scene when he's writing, he's, he's just starting to write the book. Mm-hmm. And then in a very short time later, we go and see him and he's chilling with the elves or whatever. And he's written the whole thing. It's like, <laughs> damn, he's a fast writer. Like that. Was, but like time wise. So who's it? Like two weeks. No, no, no. So we were talking about, uh, while uh, I was watching it, I was watching it with a couple friends of mine who are like huge, huge, like, Hobbit and Tolkien fans in general. And we were talking about the passage of time in this yeah. movie and how it's so deceptive that you think things are happening like really quickly. Yeah. But when Frodo gets the the prancing pony, they're like, oh, we haven't seen Gandalf in six months. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. but Gandalf hadn't been at the prancing pony. He went straight. I mean, did they ever say that Gandalf had been at the prancing pony recently? Because he yeah. just showed up to the Shire. Right. Because like if the whole journey like takes a long like a time though, right? The whole journey of the three movies takes like mm-hmm. a, I think it's like a year and a month. I think they say because they're like a year and a month to the day we return to. Oh the, yeah, 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 yeah. So the but whole journey like from when they months. left. Yeah, like this movie probably takes like three months. Yeah, although it, it, told, it seems like if you actually laid the scenes out, I think it would take like it, it's probably about two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yes. is that, but that's the magic of the whole thing. Right? I mean, right. that's movie magic, right? But well, the, the other. Oh, sorry, oh, go, sorry ahead, go, ahead. go ahead. No, 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 you go. <laughs> no, I was going to ask you why you didn't like how cute it was, because I love how cute oh, it is. Oh, it, really? It irritates me, know. too. I'm with Greg on well, this one. I think it's because Elijah Wood already seems kind of creepy there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, and, and when he's kind of, la- I mean, I love him, uh, uh, and I think he's phenomenal in the role. But when we first see him and the way he smiles at Gandalf and everything, he's a little off. You know what I mean? It's a little, the laughter is a little strange. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, they do a lot of that kind of super friends laughter there. And, um, and, and it's a little eerie, you know, and maybe that works, you know what I mean? Because he's an odd, he's an odd duck. 
you know, like that, that's kind of his deal from the beginning. He's an odd dog. He doesn't yeah. really fit in, yeah, right? Yeah. He doesn't fit yeah. in. Yeah. 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 But it's still a little, I don't know. It's, I, I don't know if that's intended or not, but it's a little like, I, I feel like with Peter Jackson, he, you know, this was his first big movie out yeah. after like indie horror movies. Oh yeah, the, I I was thinking about that too. That this is a massive movie. I think the movie he did right before this was the uh, Monster. Oh god, the Kate Monsters. Winslet movie, right? The, I can't remember. Um, but also, I wonder if some of that has to do with uh, like with Elijah Wood and um, Ian McKellen were not playing off of one another, right? Because of, oh, like they were playing because, off each other. Well, they were doubles. like they were like three feet away. Yeah, from us, like they were basically. like because it was all pers- weird perspectives oh, because of um, the height. Thing. Right. Yeah. Every once in a while, eye lines seem a little off. Right. Which they were. Yeah. So, like. But I do prefer it to, you know, green screen. Yeah. I prefer the like practical effects where you can tell they are in the same room. Right. Yeah. Or in the same space. Yeah. It's just, I think, I like, I remember seeing a picture of that wagon mm-hmm. as it actually was. Yeah. And it was literally like the the seat on the left was like three or four feet behind. Oh. The seat in the front, and they shot it just all through angles. That's a trip. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah there's one very impressive scene. I mean, well, the first time I watched, it, I, was, I didn't even think about it. I was just like, yeah, let's just, you know, like I was just like, let's, it's magic. It's the movies. I'm not even <laughs> going to think about how they made it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this time I actually found myself paying attention when Gandalf arrives and he hands his hat to Bilbo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so Bilbo is walking with this, hey, like, in, in, and it's a single shot, there's no cuts. So Gandalf, big Gandalf gives his hat to Bilbo and then Bilbo, you know, and Bilbo's tiny next to him. And then Bilbo walks, you know, like across the room into another space. And like, I I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that was all done practically or if they had some kind of thing going on. But, you know, like how they made the hat uh, look big. Yeah, I, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, no, it is the this. You forget about he does a good enough job to where you forget that it's a thing. Like yeah. that this yeah, is a no, thing they're having to constantly deal with. Yeah, it's it's pretty impressive. I mean, every once in a while, like in the wide shots, they show hobbits walking. And it's like, oh, that's a kid's body language. Right. Kid, yeah. Kids hopping along, you know. Or like yeah. from the back, you're like, oh, look at those tiny shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, and but, I, I, yeah, but they the um, I mean. The it is a tough little thing to manage, right? Like mm-hmm. the 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 tonal shifts, right? With mm-hmm. um, you know, like the cutesy stuff with the hobbits, yeah. and then and then you get on this. But I oh, you know, overall, like I feel like it tilts a little too cutesy here and there. But but overall, it just really works. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like it the, works, and it sets a nice light tone for a movie that is anything but. Like this is a pretty yeah. dark movie, and mm-hmm. it's not you know, and so it yeah, it, totally. it kind of tells you like this is not the natural habitat of these hobbits. Like the, these yep. hobbits are not, you know, they're, they don't contemplate these like great existential issues. And it kind of shows how far out of their element they are. Yep. 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 So something I want to bring up before we get too deep into the conversation, because I feel like I have to say it and then we can like, Kind of. Oh, I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, I know this movie's so white. Like, there's no, dude, dude. <laughs> apparently, like, people of color do not exist in Middle Earth. Okay. And yeah. literally, like, yeah, you know, yeah. there's the story of like the the like um, brown woman who auditioned, and they were like, no, there are no brown hobbits. It's like this whole thing. Yeah. Hobbits are wonder... described as brown in the book. Like, they're exactly. literally as brown. <laughs> like, I, I just want to like. No, I think it's good it. to recognize it because. Well. You know, it's interesting because I found myself thinking a lot about that here. It's, I mean, it is 
the 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 whole setup of the world is explicitly racist oh, like yeah. in the sense that like you know and and just in the sense that like these different races or species of people are each have essentialist qualities i mean they're they're all like constantly they're talking about the dwarves being greedy mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. You know, like all they care about is digging you know like finding their jewels and all of that and, and you know like everybody has yeah, you know, and, and well, they talk about the men being all they want is power, and that they're weak, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, like, like everybody conforms to their their type, mm-hmm. you know, and that's and that type is, I, I, I that's you know that that's that's a flaw in fantasy, right? I mean, yeah, in, in yeah, a huge, you know, like a lot of these things play out that way, which is kind of creepy you know it's creepy and it's it's jarring sometimes <laughs> you're like, I mean, oh like, i do not exist in this world like i yeah. enjoy this world so much but i don't exist in it like it's frustrating yeah it's, yeah it's frustrating but we've come a really far away ish yes and i think it's worth mentioning but like um yeah it, i just like, wanted to get it out yeah. there because uh, you yeah. can't i feel like i would Anytime I watch, like, dis- a big... like, it sucks when you have to disclaim something you enjoy, but you well, have to I do mean, it. I, it's just, it is what it is. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, can, you, all your faves are problematic, right? Yep. Like, yeah, you, exactly. you can still love something and, and, you know, and understand it's, uh, you know, Perfect. it's limits or, or ways in which it falls a little short. And, yes. uh, but, yeah. <laughs> the other thing is like, short. we own it. We own it too. You know what I mean? Like, I think mm-hmm. that's part of it. You know, I, I remember years ago, somebody, I was at a, Asian American film festival doing a panel or something. And people were like talking about like, what is, you know, how do you define an Asian American film? And, and I was like, I mean, I, I was, I don't know. I was, I was feeling, uh, like being just, I don't know, just kind of playing with ideas, but I said, screw it. Titanic is an Asian American film because millions of Asian Americans go and watch that movie and make it their own. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. like whatever, you know, what is Asian American culture? I mean, Asian American culture is, it's, it is, it's, uh, it's American culture. It's, it's everything, you know, it's mm-hmm. American culture, it's Asian culture. It's it, like, like we all claim stuff that may or may not have been made with us in mind, but, but we can, but it's still ours. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I like that. Oh, it's nice. Um, okay. So, so, um, okay. So party scene. So we've got, we're at, we're at the party and, and, Bilbo and Gandalf are getting high, <laughs> which I love. Yeah. Is yeah. that in the books? Like, I can't even remember. Like, the, yeah, that yeah, whole correlation of leaf, right? There's so um, much leaf. But leaf is clearly weed here. It's not tobacco, it's weed, right? Oh, no, but I think it's weed in the books, too. Is okay. That I don't know. I, I feel know. like yeah. it is. I mean, I haven't yeah. read them since I was like 13 years old, right. but <laughs> anyway, sorry, go on. Um, oh, yeah, they're they're they are smoking up. And um, Frodo is pushing like his crush Sam to dance with Sam's right. crush. Right, right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, Mary and Pippin. Oh, you mean Mary and Pippin? Peregrine took. Yeah, who totally are just screwing everything up through ninety-five percent of the movie, which I love. <laughs> I do. Pippin, I, I said this. I said this on Twitter. Mary and Pippin are like the friends that always want to hang out and party and you shouldn't do it, especially yeah. when you have a paper due, but you do it anyway because you know it's going to be like a bomb-ass time. Yeah. <laughs> and then you wake up hungover, no work having been done, 
and just like totally screwed. But you probably had the time of your life. I agree. Yeah. Like yeah, if, but, if I'm gonna hang out then, with anybody, but then they also might movie. get you killed by orcs. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, uh, I, there's, there's several times during the, I mean, not just in this movie, but during the course of the whole thing, where I'm like, come on now, come yeah. on, you know, like the whole thing with the Palantir later on. Oh my god! Like, oh, Pippin! Come on! And when he's like, like don't oh. touch, don't touch the dead body that's right next to a well and change. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. like, how about we not touch that? How about not? How about not? Just don't touch it. Um. <laughs> And then, and then Bilbo uses the ring, and then um, we. And get then there's a there's just like an amazing that shot. I will say one of my favorite shots in the movie is when Bilbo disappears. Mm-hmm. The they cut to a reaction shot of Gandalf and Frodo, sort of like almost back to back, and the two of them are so good because you can see the differences in their reactions yeah. in that like split second, yeah. and it's just like a really wonderful moment. There's there's a weird moment for me right before that when when Bilbo does the insulting bit. You know what I mean? Yes. I, I don't like half of you as much as whatever I, you know, basically he's like, you guys are all jerks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and people are like, oh, and and they cut to uh, they cut to Frodo. And he's he's got the same kind of blank smile like he his smile isn't yet turning there like he doesn't like either he hasn't gotten the joke or he doesn't understand the big social faux pas, or he just doesn't care. You know what I mean? But it's a little weird for me. Again, it's like his affect is a little off right there. But he's he's a weird... I I mean, they talk about it in the books, right? That Frodo's like a weird guy. Yeah, exactly. Because Bilbo was a weird guy, like... Yeah, but Bilbo was jolly weird, and Frodo's a little kind Frodo of like... Frodo was like unsettling weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a little... Yeah, he's a little... He's a little off. But I... I, I his I, only friend is Sam. Yeah, and Sam. Well, yeah, but is he like as it begins? Is is Sam his friend or his servant? Well, that's another thing that kind of rubs me wrong. Is yeah. he calls him Frodo through like two thirds of the movies, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. anyway, but oh, okay. There was one beat though that I, I can't remember. It happens before or after this? I think it's before this. Yeah, it's got to be before this when Gandalf. You know, like when. Uh, Where's the point when he drops the ring? Is that right after this? That's right after this. Right okay. after. The, the sound that, that it makes, though. Yes. Oh, my that's God. Like, that's the best part of this whole perception. So I agree. Like, it just gives it so... Within, it was a, it's a really simple thing, but it gives... It gives it like so much heft and weight. Yeah, it literally gives it weight. Yeah. And it's, and it, and it's, it's, it, it is that subtle thing. But it totally sets the yeah. It's like when Bilbo's leaving, and it's like in his palm, and he just I think he like turns it over, and it falls, and then he just Bilbo mm -hmm. leaves. Yeah, and just the way he turns his palm too, and it kind of slides off. Like I mean, that's just the way it did it, but it feels heavy. You know what I mean? Really heavy. And then like how like if you watch it, Gandalf never touches it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's very specific because he always suspects what is what it is. And you build that scene builds to that sound though in such a great way. Because you see the weight of it on Bilbo, mm-hmm. like grow and grow and grow in that like minute or two minute scene or whatever it is. Because I love the minute the tension dissipates mm-hmm. when Gandalf does that, that great moment of like yes, cinematography he where he grows, yeah. Oh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, I'm right. not exactly. the conjurer of cheap tricks or whatever right, it is. And right, right. it cuts it, but you still feel the undercurrent until it yeah. drops out of Bilbo's hand. Right. 
and then and then Bilbo gets outside and it's like this huge weight has yeah, lifted he, off. Yeah, he him. looks lighter and he like yeah. he seems lighter. It's it's so good. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, yeah, I love that because that, that's the that's my that's my first big emotional turning point in the movie. That's mm-hmm. when I'm like, okay, now I'm in. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I've, I've enjoyed it all the way up to here, but now I'm like, I'm really hooked. And like of all the stuff that they cut, I understand why they cut so much of that first, like for the regular edition versus extended, why they cut so much of that backstory, because it takes a while to get you to that point where you're like, Mm -hmm. really like, okay, like this is now the story's starting. Right, right, right. Yeah. And Gandalf, Ian McKellen's so good in this role. Oh yeah, totally. But when he's sitting there and you're waiting for, I love the, I was, I love the moment where he throws that like ring in the fire. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he's like, Frodo, put out your hand. And I'm like, Frodo, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, he's like, it's not, it's, uh, like, it's not hot. Okay. Or I'll still yeah. put my hand out, even though. Yeah, exactly. So Frodo tells me it should be hot. Frodo's just like, yeah, I trust you. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. No big deal. Um, but in between that, he goes to Minas. That's when he goes to Minas Tirith. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then. Um, Oh right, that's his research. And oh, because keep it secret, <laughs> keep it safe. He, and then, he, and then he goes to Saruman. No, no, that happens. That has that happens, happens after. Yeah, because he's ha- like the nine have left Minas Morgul. Okay, so that's yeah. la- that's when he gets kidnapped. Nerd. Basically. I know. Sorry, I love these movies so much. I love it. <laughs> Like and no, I was so, like a, I was like a, I was a kid who really wanted something to have a Grail diary for. Like I didn't have anything that I needed to like write down in like a small like Indiana Jones diary, <laughs> but I really wanted a reason. So like I got really into like this like the names and the map. I have, like these, <laughs> I have this like Lord of the Rings atlas and like so yeah. I, I, I do was... remember my sister learned to write in Elvish. Oh my god! Oh, she's gonna be so she's gonna be mad. so mad at you. She doesn't listen to this podcast. It's fine. She's um, never going to know. But, uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so then he goes to Minas Tirith and Gandalf comes back. And then um, he's like, Frodo, where's that thing I told you to keep safe? And Frodo's like, I think it's at the bottom of this trunk, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> under these under these rolled up maps. Which but I, I, think the fact the that, I think the fact that he'd forgotten about it was telling. Yeah, well, I mean, and also, like, you know, Gandalf lets Frodo pick it up in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. knowing that knowing that Frodo is, you know, innocent enough or non-ambitious enough that it's not going to screw him up. Like, if Gandalf touched it, he'd immediately be corrupted or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's a little bit of a test. Like, where is it? Like, is it, like, in your pocket? No, it's yeah, still yeah, in the right, envelope exactly. I put it in. Like, right, right. Um, so, yeah, right. So then Frodo... And Frodo very quickly is like, okay, we got we to gotta deal with this. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, he's never, he never, right? Am I right? He never has that kind of thing of like, oh, I'm not going to do this or this no. is great. He's no, like, he he's like, we'll put it away. It, he tries to give it to Gandalf first. Yeah. After they realize that the writing, and that's a great moment too. Like, you know, the writing is there, but that split second that Gandalf feels relief because oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, writing yeah, yeah. isn't there. Yeah. Oh. And he's like, Wait. Yeah, that, that, and that shot is very similar to the, because it's Gandalf facing us. Um, with uh, uh, with Frodo behind him, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it's very similar to the moment later on when Frodo says, I'll do it, when Gandalf is facing us and Frodo's behind him, you know, mm-hmm. and you see the change. Oh, yeah. Face. It's a, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's just good. I mean, it's good filmmaking and a good little echo there. 
But then and he's just, like, but, like it can't stay in the shire, and he's like, no, it cannot. And then yeah. he's like, what must I do? Yeah, exactly. And then Sam comes. I know. Oh good. I ain't been dropping no eaves. <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of this. Oh, I love, I love, I love Sean Astin in this role. He's so yes. Good. Well, so I, good. I've always contended that he was robbed. That he should have gotten every award for best supporting actor uh, with the last movie. I, yeah, I agree. He was, I, you know, like Ian McClellan. I think Ian McClellan got best actor or best supporting actor for the first one, right? Didn't he, he actually win? Or did he, was, he win? No, was he nominated? I don't I remember. Don't I just remember. remember. Return of the King won, won like best 14. Star. Yeah, I remember him on like oh, yeah. 14 Emmys or so, or uh, Emmys, but yeah. Oscars. But yeah, Sean Astin robbed. Totally. Agreed. He um, is excellent in this role. He is so good. There's a lot of just really great casting. I mean, I you think know, really... I, I don't can't think of any casting I don't like. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think it's it's all so well done. Yeah. Well, this time I really honed in on Sean Bean. Uh, throughout the whole thing. I mean, as soon as he shows up, I, I know I was like joking on Twitter today. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I like Boromir more than most people. I will say. Yeah. No, well, Boromir has a full story. We're going to talk about, we'll Boromir. talk about Boromir. Okay. We're going <laughs> to talk there. about Boromir. Um, okay. So then, then Frodo and Sam leave the Shire. Yeah. Right. We, we have to talk. This is where Gandalf goes to, to Saruman. Saruman to Orthanc. And, um, gets trapped. Basically. Yep. Which yes. I I saw an edit of this video. I feel like we're also going to talk a lot about memes because there are so many Lord of the Rings memes. There are. But I literally saw an edit of this the scene in the in the like circle room with all the doors mm-hmm. where it was just sort of back and forth, like opening the doors, closing the doors, opening the doors, closing the doors, <laughs> and it just kept cutting to Saruman and Gandalf's face, like Gandalf <laughs> getting hopeful and then deflated. Oh, it was oh. amazing. <laughs> But Christopher Lee is so good he's in these so movies. Good. He's so good. Oh, yeah, he's so good. He's fun. And him playing Saruman and Dooku at the same time yes. is... Because just... it's, it's similar yeah. roles. It's similar roles, but also I feel like Saruman is so much more compelling just because, you know, the yes. prequel, the Dooku, Star Wars Dooku's prequels are not... Pretty, pretty one-dimensional. Yes. Um, but I, I think, I, I think the fight scene is really good because you can't get with two like elderly men, you can't get, they do a really good job, like balancing the physical with the magical Mm -hmm. in that fight. I mean, the shot of Gandalf hanging off the side of that building or the tower is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Um, and then when he like, when he like lifts him up and you don't know if he like hits the ceiling for like, you know, a good, if you 20 minute, like. 15 minutes in the movie. Do you want to talk about where he like, yeah, 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 yeah. he vanishes in the top yeah, and then later so on, he good. on top of the Yeah. You're like, is he dead? Is he dead? Like, and you know, he's not because you know the story, but it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're doing the Saturday night live thing. It's like, it's just so good. I remember when that happened. You remember, you remember, you remember? <laughs> <laughs> so, Frodo and Sam, I, I realize that we're like we're yeah we're like not we're like not into the movie at we all have and three and a half hours of this movie to do. So they meet up with Mary and Pippin, who are predictably like hijinks. Shortcut to mushrooms. Yeah, you know um, this sequence though of the there's I I had to get like a, a boomerang of it because it's one of my favorite shots in the movie right before the ring wraith comes through mm-hmm. the. 
with the, like, with the leaves and the, the ground. leaves with the like dolly. So my my friend who watch, who I watch it with is a filmmaker, and he was like, "Yeah, the way you do this is you zoom and push the camera forward or back yeah, at the same reverse uh, reverse mm-hmm. dolly or, or reverse, reverse, dolly. reverse the zoom reverse dolly shot." Uh, yeah, that's, that's, it's yeah. really well done. I'm, I visited when I was in New Zealand. I visited where they filmed this, and I have like all these pictures of me pretending to be a hobbit, um, <laughs> which I will I will put I will put in the show notes. It's a link. When I went to New Zealand for two weeks, I reenacted scenes from this movie in New Zealand, oh my and gosh. there's pictures, and I put them. I I wrote about it on the internet because I have no shame anymore. And so anyway, I'll put that in the show notes. <laughs> um, but no, it's. Beautifully done scene, it and the ringwraiths are so genuinely scary. They are. They're yeah, like, they're great. They're like Dementors before we saw what a Dementor mm-hmm. looked like. Yeah. I keep so, watching that like Dolly thing is so cool. It is cool. It's, it's so uh cool. yeah. I mean the, the the other really famous version of that is Jaws when uh, when Brody sees the shark for the first time. I think they I've you know he's he's sitting Jaws. on the beach. Oh my god, it's it's pretty true. You got to see it. I've I didn't seen see it. Either. <laughs> I didn't see it until, like, I didn't see, I mean, I'm old enough that I almost could have seen it when it came out, but um, I didn't see it, you know, for years and years and years. I didn't see it until I was, I think, I, I may not have seen it until I was in film school or, or at least in college, um, but it's tremendously well done. Anyway, I, but I, they, they, they use that same technique there for, it's, for it's to really great effect. Cool, yeah, it's, it's, it's eerie and it pulls you right into the, like, kind of suspense mood that you need to be in for the scary ass thing to come by and oh and although like the like bugs and stuff like it's just it's really uh, well done that scene is very well done because even like the bugs don't want to be anywhere near that thing so this is going (laughs) to be my only elijah wood criticism okay is i don't love the face he makes the faces that he makes when he's like under the influence of the ring or the power of it or whatever, it's not my favorite. <laughs> I don't enough, like. Enough, I don't like just how much he just like holds it in his open palm. Oh, I, I went to when I first saw this movie. I saw it with a friend, and when we were coming out, I said, well, "What do you think?" And he was like, "A few too many shots of of dirty fingers, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like close ups of." Rings and dirty fingers. Dirty, well, it's dirty true, fingers. though. It's true. I know. I know. The first time Sean Bean, like you know, you see Sean Bean when when he, I think he like reaches for the ring or something like that, and he's got like totally has grime underneath all, you know, oh like along his. Uh, so dirty. His, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's you know, whatever. That that you know, they're outside, they're running around. <laughs> so. Perfectly. You would think like, like if but... anybody though, if anybody had like a nail brush, it'd be Boromir. If anybody, <laughs> that's true. That's a true. Like I, I feel like he would have a nail brush. I'm just saying. I, you know, he has a beard comb. <laughs> like, All right. Okay. They make it to the prancing pony. They make it. The pr- yes. Okay. Here's well, my question about the prancing pony. Does do the ring rates go and like read the ledger to see what room Mr. Underhill is in? Like I don't understand how they find the room, but then they find the room they're supposed to, but it's the wrong room. Yeah. Also, no, you bypass the introduction of Aragorn entirely. Well, that's not actually Viggo Mortensen, so I feel like that's okay. Because then, right. like, he, he wasn't in New Zealand at that. Because I have watched the special features of these movies so many times. Wait, not, that's not that's not Viggo, Viggo Mortensen? Mortensen. Nope. 
What? what? It's not Viggo Mortensen because they had had they recast Aragorn. Yeah, cast him. Stuart Townsend. Right, <gasps> and then they recast what? him like at the last minute, and they were already right. filming. Okay, pause. I forgot. Yeah, Stuart Townsend yeah. from Queen of the Damned fame. Yeah. Was yeah, I know. Aragorn. And then they was wanted supposed to, go, to be Aragorn, and it just didn't older, work. I think it was. Yeah, they wanted someone who looked older, but it was like a yeah, it was like a Marty McFly situation. So oh my god, they ca- they they filmed. Did that we scene. just blow your mind? I know. You did. You did. I, I, you did blow my mind. I did not have, know this. They filmed that scene before Viggo Mortensen got to New Zealand. That's crazy. I cannot believe that's not Viggo Mortensen. Not Viggo Mortensen. Well, he's all in shadow there. They only show his eyes. They only show his eyes. I know, but you see what what a great, who is that man? I don't know. He's handsome. Yeah, that's a trip. Well, they clearly also probably cut it in a certain way. I mean, I I can't remember if there's, I can't remember how close we get to him. You don't. It's just the eyes that you see. Okay. That's a trip. Well, no, I'm talking about the whole shot of him like smoking the pipe. Yep, with the hood over. Yeah, but you only really him? see his eyes. Yeah, no, it's not him. Because you can see the whole lower half of his face, sort of. I'm looking at a gif. Cause... But nope, not Viggo Martinson. Holy crap. <laughs> Strider. I know. <laughs> Watch me be totally wrong about this and everybody yell at me. But no, I am like, I have watched the special <laughs> features like of this movie. Because, you know, the two extra DVDs that come with the 40 yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched them so many times. And yeah, I remember them talking about how like his first day was like Weathertop. But he's in the rest of the end. Yeah, you know, the rest of it is like, but like that one, that one shot is not. Those him. couple of shots. Yeah, right? just the that, those couple of shots. Like, of course, like after right. in the hotel. Well, so then we the, like, get him, though. The hallway is him. Okay, okay. Then, then we get another Pippin screw up. Or Second, one of the first no. Pippin screw Yeah, because Pippin. Weathertop Pippen. is, yeah. Oh, right. Because he's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bilbo Baggins. That's the yeah, I know him. He's oh, like, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, Bilbo Baggins. Yeah. Um, and that, the scene of the ring going onto Frodo's finger. Yeah, that's a classic. That's like it's, in the trailer, probably, right? I, it was probably in the trailer. I definitely had the like um, tear away calendar, day by day calendar. And I have such a strong memory of that shot of Elijah Wood's face with his hand up. <laughs> in like April, I think. So here's the part about this this sequence, though, that always that I always find myself thinking about is um, the dude the ring rays kill because they knock down the door and they yeah. crush some guy under the door, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. that that guy, and 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 then they're kind of roaming around in this town and nobody's doing anything about it. Right. And like, they go to like, they go to this room that clearly they like read, read the ledger and then go to this room, <laughs> which you don't think ring race would be that particular about who they're killing. But okay. Well, they also don't, I like that but they, then they just tell disappear. the difference between like bodies and straw. And yeah, then like they, they just they disappear. Like, like where did they go they... after that? Oh yeah. Was, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the whole just, thing they, was, but they that, give up. That whole <laughs> scene was weird to me. Um, but then, but they do a really, I will say this movie, just generally speaking, um, like does such a great job between like exposition and, you know, like action, like the exhibit, you know, where the, you know, Sauron Sour the Deceiver gave to them nine rings where like Aragorn's doing that scene. It's so, it doesn't feel like you're being explained to, even though no, that's No, one, because I think Viggo Mortensen's amazing. Oh I mean, the whole sequence where he's like putting out the candles oh and basically God. striking the fear of God into every hobbit. Oh my God. Is 
such a great introduction to to Strider. Yeah. He's so good looking. He's so, so good looking. Like I just can't I'm handle sorry. it. I know. Yeah, I'm sorry, Greg. I'm like sorry. We're not gonna do it, but we are. I was like, this, I was like, so I'm not gonna attractive. go on and on about how good looking he is. But oh my god. I uh, I have some friend. I I have uh, some women friends who are talking about like when he uh, in one of the other movies when he, I think it's the the second movie when he like pushes open the doors. Oh of the, yes. Like, oh yes. They're yes. like, yeah. When he comes pushing open the doors of that barn, they thought it was a barn or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, mm. yeah, mm. and then like, and then and then and then later in the movie when he like actually showers, and then I actually like, like, prefer him prior to the shower. I, I, I'm good, but I don't like when he puts the hair half up in Return of the King. No, I don't, so like, I don't that like that at all. Okay, but anyway, back 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 to this. <laughs> back to back to, back to this movie. <laughs> It's um, kind of like it's it's sort of the Beauty and the Beast thing when the Beast turns into a you know yes Jewish, yes right yes yeah no, you don't want him when he's dirty no no no, 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 no. Um, this is another deleted scene by the way where like um, where they're walking and um, like all the second breakfast stuff is definitely in the regular edition but then right. after that there's kind of like a couple of scenes where like there's one where like Aragorn has like a deer over his shoulders oh, oh yeah and then one where like the mosquitoes. Yeah. And so what do, what yeah. do they get when they're not eating Hobbit? Those are not in the regular edition. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Um, okay, but then Weathertop. Oh, so. uh, so, oh, Mary, Pip, and Sam, what are you doing? I know. What well, are you doing? Oh, is this when they're cooking the English yes. breakfast? Yes. Right? They're like sausages, nice crispy bacon. It's like, no, yes. no, we told you this was dangerous. Why are you like? you know those fire? Hobbits were and, like, and also, the bacon was worth it. Yeah. And also, you guys forgot the baked beans. You can't have a good English breakfast yeah, without baked true. beans. And the, like, oh, and the, oh, the, the so grilled gross. tomato. Oh, it's so good. I love English breakfast. I do, too. Oh, I, you, you don't like English breakfast? I love English breakfast. I always need to take a big, fat nap afterwards, but there is. I know, it's so good. It's so good. It sounds gross. I mean, it sounds disgusting having baked beans and tomato sauce for breakfast. It's so good. It's so good. It is. I don't care for that. (laughs) Sam does. (laughs) Clearly. Yeah, and look where it gets them. Frodo gets stabbed. Oh, yeah. He reads out the breathiest, oh, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) He does, though. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, he does. He does. And then, and then, but then we get Arwen. Yes, Arwen! Which I was saying to Preeti today, that was the most, when I heard that about that casting, I was like, really? The, like, Empire Records Aerosmith girl is going to be <laughs> an elf in Lord of, she's going to play Arwen? But it's, she's so good. Yeah, she's great. She's so good. I mean, I've, like, every 15, 16-year-old girl I knew who was like, one, I need that even star necklace from the Delta yeah. Sky Miles catalog. Yeah. Two, <laughs> the, like, if you want him, come and claim him oh. scene. It's just like, I still get goosebumps. I know. Yeah, it's good. It's good yeah. stuff. It good is. Stuff. It is. Um, and I and love... the horses, like, galloping in yeah. the water. I love, I love, I love her. I think she's so good, and she's well utilized. I wish she'd gotten more than this like because this is her yeah. only action scene in the yeah that's her only action scene in all three movies but she was she, when they originally filmed she is in the helm she was at helm's deep oh wow so like they had her at helm's deep and then they decided it would be better if they like kept them apart and like kept that tension so they like edited her out 
Right, because that's the point when, like, when you get to Helm's Deep, that's when uh, when uh, Eowyn is, like, making eyes yeah. at him. Right, stuff, right, right, exactly. And then, like, so, like, she was supposed to lead the elves to Helm's Deep instead of um, Haldir uh, and Lorien, and then so they switched it out. Like I yeah, said, I've watched... You can't have too many women in one I know, oh, exactly. No, don't, don't so um <laughs> then we get to Rivendell, which is my some of my favorite scenes. Like I Yeah, just... Agent we have Agent Smith. And, yes, exactly. And... Every time I see him, I'm I always want I like I'll say out loud, he'll finish a line and I'll say, Mr. Anderson. Yep. So good though. Oh, he's so good. Oh, and then Preeti, you have to talk about your gif. Okay. So <laughs> slightly derailing a little mm-hmm. bit. I've been catching up on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which is an amazing show on C- on the CW. Uh, and there's a sequence that, that happened in an episode that I watched over the day, literally the day before I was going to watch the extended edition of Fellowship of the Ring, in which uh, this woman is very angry. She's had a bad day. She opens the freezer at work to pull out some ice cubes, and both the ice trays are empty. And so she grabs them, and she's seething and she rushes in to the like main area of the office where everyone is sitting and she goes, who did this? And then the best thing I've, I watched the scene like 17 times. She holds up the trays and goes, what man did this? (laughs) (laughs) And so I was like, that is Elrond. Elrond, that is like Elrond, this yep. entire movie. He's like, what man? <laughs> what man did this? Yeah, he doesn't. He does not like the race no. of men, does no. he? I love it. <laughs> no, I was there the day the strength of men failed. Like it's so oh, right. good. Exactly. The, the exactly. dial, the just the the poet, like how poetic the di- dialogue is. Oh, this is this is where the story lets me down, though. You know, like this whole. I, I mean, I'm I I uh, I love these movies so much. I love these books so much, but um, but I hate the whole blood will tell sort of aspect of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the whole like. I, you know, I just, in life, I have contempt for kings and I have contempt right. for monarchy and like, I have contempt for anything that says, you know, you are your, you are what you have inherited as like, opposed yeah, to. Yeah, you know, like weakness, like Isildur's weakness runs through his blood. Exactly. And, like, yeah, and, uh, and, and that you're, is, owed, you're owed leadership because of who your grandfather was. Yes, right. exactly. And, and, and Aragorn is so, you know, tortured by this. Mm-hmm. It's like that, that, that does not make me impressed with him you know what i mean him hot. oh, oh, oh. oh you're oh, you so like sad that? you get it you get to be a king oh, <laughs> oh but tortured aragorn is so hot <laughs> okay but, i'll uh, stop talking about that but I, you know so, so like that you know like that aspect of it is like bleh. but then right. you know but then the fact that the, you've got these hobbits which are kind of like the stand-in for the common person or whatever who end up being the ones who carry through on this this great yeah, task like they're the heroes mm-hmm. at the end of the day yeah and that you know so that, that that's the kind of mitigating thing but but it's still you know the ultimate message is still you know the return of the king like that's right. the that's what finally happens it's this it's still this kind of you know it's a it's a confirmation of the order of things right. you might even say it's pretty english yeah yeah <laughs> that's very true but i think also there is there is some power in the idea that he didn't want it and that will make him a better king. Yeah. Because you've always right. got to be wary of the person who wants it. Yes, right. exactly. 
right? So um, yeah. we can talk about Boromir now because he's mm-hmm. finally entering entering the sequence and giving us basically the most memed line in yes. Lord of the Rings history. Yes. Exactly. Which I was kind of shy. I, I was paying attention this time. He's not even looking up when he says it. Mm-mm. Nope. Like so, it's kind of astounding that the meme works so well when he's not even really playing it to the camera at that no. moment. It's I, internet culture, man. Early two yeah. thousands, it was super weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, what they do is they take his, uh, you know. So he says, "Well, let's just say it." He says, "One does not simply walk into Mordor, right?" Yep. And oh, 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 he doesn't say Mordor. He says Mordor because yeah, that's what. Mordor. Um, <laughs> which I love because yeah. who, who told them to say that? Where did they learn? Did, is, 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 is that they what they had linguists? Like? I feel like they had linguists. Oh, I'm on, sure on they set. had linguists, or they like, just had Christopher. This Lee. is how you pronounce it. They have Christopher Lee. Go, if you watch the the interviews, Christopher Lee will say things in Elvish. Oh my yeah. god! Like wild. They all turned. They turned into like, like extra nerds. I love like, it. Like it, it is the like. Like it's so good, like it's so nice that they all got into it. But like it's really, yeah. like yeah, they all got really into it. That's very funny. But well, okay, so he says it, but he's kind of looking down. And then he looks up again, and the camera pushes in, and he's got the he does that thing with his fingers, right? The three yeah, fingers like, holding like, them yeah, up. Yeah, the right? three fingers. Yeah. Like, um, and that's I think they use that image over the dialogue from before. Yes, they do. I, they they do. do. They do. You're right. They do. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize that that didn't happen at the same time. Um, and then. And well, then, and then, yeah, you have my axe, etc. Yep. Et my my Plus. my most like the the like there was a there was a meme going around. It wasn't really a meme, but like a tweet going around. Like, what's your most quoted line that you like from a movie or a TV show that you just say, even if people have no idea what you're referencing? And I will take it. It's something I say all the time. The oh, point where my yeah. sister will be like, in response, will be like, "Will you take the ring to Mordor?" <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, "I will take it." Like. I love. I just love the delivery of all these lines. I think well, it's so and that's well done. and that's a beautiful moment. That's the hero moment. That's yeah, when that's is. when he steps up. It's it's. I I like to think of it as an homage to Bishop in Aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're you, you know the Aliens when uh, when they're like trying. There's a point when Lance Hendrickson he plays Bishop the alien and or not the alien the android, and they're trying to like decide who's gonna. There's some impossible task. And people, it's the exact same scene. People mm-hmm. are arguing this big hubbub, and and he quietly says, "I'll do it. I'll do." It. And he and he says it it's a couple just very of times. Quiet, but, yeah, yeah, but it's a beautiful that that I, I love that, love it, love that moment. But what's great about this is that it's like all of this tension. Like you have the moment where Legolas is like, "Yo, don't talk to my bro like that." Basically, yeah. And <laughs> to, like, and then Frodo is like, you know, this grand gesture of like, "I'll do it," and then all the hobbits run yes! in, yes, and like. Elrond's face is one of my favorite things that happens where he's like, what, where are all these little, like, where are they coming yes. from? And then, well, and this is also Elrond's most sort of like humanizing moment where he's mm-hmm. like, he's very, you know, like he's amused by them and he's like very chill about it. He's very avuncular. Yes. It's yep. like, oh, okay, Elrond, you're not a total dick. I, you just hate humans, I guess. You're okay with that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the other moment I love here, though, is that Gandalf moment when he, we talked about it before, where he's got his back to Frodo when Frodo yeah. says, you know, Frodo says it the I second time Gandalf hears it. And then his and, like eyes close. 
Yeah, because he's he Gandalf knows what's going to happen. He knows mm-hmm. this is going to screw him up. This is going to wreck Frodo. Yeah, Frodo was wrecked forever at the yeah. end of this movie. You know, like Bilbo is wrecked. I mean, the, like, Frodo's wrecked people, so bad he has to leave. Like, exactly, he has to freaking go and be immortal somewhere in the summer country or whatever the hell they call it. Um, <laughs> you know, like he's done. He's done. Yeah. This thing destroys him. It's he's like traumatized forever. You know, and and Gandalf knows this is where he it's going to stop. And it's it's like, I mean, that's that's, you know, like knowing I mean, it's a great moment just as you're watching it the first time. But knowing everything that happens, it's I think it's really great. Yeah, you know? it's, it's 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 reminding me of kind of in Harry Potter where mm-hmm. Dumbledore, there's that moment you find out that Dumbledore knew what Harry was going to end up going through. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, like I forgot that. <clears throat> yeah. So Snape Snape confronts Dumbledore. Like, how are you how are you letting this kid go through all this like awfulness? Oh, yeah. Um, and Dumbledore is kind of like, he has to, basically. Yeah. Like, I love him, but he has to. Yeah. And I'm going to say spoilers for, or I won't do it. I, I, there, it ties back into the cursed child in a really interesting way, in a way that feels like, uh, in retrospect, is missing from a lot of these chosen one stories. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know, you're talk- I know what you're saying. It, it, I won't, uh, Greg, are you okay with the spoiler? Oh, yeah, of course. What, what with? Uh, oh, or the with, cursed child. Oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'm I'm not too worried about. This. I haven't seen it, but or I have not read it. Uh, so um, I think it's fine. Like it's not that big of a spoiler. Like it's, it's not, not like it's, a, it's a little it's a little spoiler, but we'll put it in the show notes in case you want to skip over this um, really quickly. But there's a moment where Harry, as an adult, gets to confront Dumbledore for putting him through it, and it's awesome. Oh well, wow. it is really cathartic. <clears throat> it's so cathartic as a as a reader and as a viewer, where you're like, because he's I just yelling, that. like how oh, could yeah. you like? It's it's a it's an amazing like it's an amazing scene, um, and so it's interesting when you rewatch some of these uh, more classic chosen one narratives, where like the there's this moment in right after the second disc starts back up, you know, after we get like at the end of the first disc. Is that lovely, like that lovely shot of the whole fellowship looking so picturesque? And then the second disc starts, and Frodo's at the head of it. And I'm like, why? Why? He that is another anything. That's a that's another um, added scene, by the way. That in um, in the regular movie, it goes from Rivendell to straight to I think um, Where they're walking over the right. Right? I don't, yeah. So in the extended edition, they walk out of Rivendell and Frodo is leading this whole I think fellowship. he's like, where are we going? And yeah. Which way is Mordor? Like, yeah, like. Yeah, he was like. Well, he says left, left or right. Or right. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, why? He can carry the ring. He doesn't yeah. need to be it in It also charge. makes me mad, made me mad when at the Pass of Caradras, or I think it was Caradras where, um. Gandalf is like, do we go through Moria or do we go yes. through the ring bearer decide? And I'm like, right. what is, yes. why are you putting this that on is him? A, exactly. Because Gandalf is too cowardly to make the decision on his yes. own. And he does not even give Frodo the full information. Yeah. No. And you he know, knows Gandalf he's going in his, to die in his head Moria. does this whole like fire and whatever. You know what I mean? He knows mm-hmm. the Balrog's down there. He doesn't tell Frodo that. You know what I no, mean? No, and That's, it's nonsense. And then yeah, Frodo has to that live is, with that knowledge. Yeah, that, that he recently. Pe- Gandalf. Yeah, recently people have been talking about. I mean, the, okay, the charitable way to look at that is that Gandalf knows that Gandalf knows that if they go down into Moria, he's going to have to fight the Balrog and he mm-hmm. might die. You know what I mean? So he's giving Frodo the choice because it's like he knows Gandalf is basically saying, 
I don't want to choose the, the, the route that's going to kill me. I'm going to let him choose. And then, you know, and, and Frodo chooses it and Gandalf's like, okay, now we're going to go do that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so Gandalf sacrificing himself. That's the charitable way to read that. That yeah. Is, yeah, which I, I, I get, but like I feel like it's all it, it's setting up a setting up Frodo for terrible guilt. Yes, exactly. Yes. Right. Like, and then yep. B, like it just it's not like it's this it's the trope of just not giving enough information, not giving yeah. the main per- person making the de- supposed to be making the decisions the information they need to make an educated decision. Right, 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 right. Now the the other authority figure who I had issues with in this in, during this watch was Galadriel. Mm-hmm. You know, because Frodo's like, this is horrible. I need help. And she's like, nope, you got to bear it all by yourself. <laughs> like, not even, no one can help you. You're the only one who can do it. Mm-hmm. Only you. Yep. And uh, which may be technically true in that, like, he's the only one who can literally walk with it because right. else is going to be corrupted. But come on, the whole point of the movie is that you need your friends. You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. like, and like, for her to, like, kind of not, not give him that felt weird, right? I mean, no, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Like sometimes you just need the platitudes too. Like yeah. even if you know a thing, you just need to be like, like no, you're not alone. We're all with you. They're like really harsh. Yeah, they are. Like poor Frodo. So when they're getting to the mines of Moria, and like at this point, it's like you've almost frozen to death. Like you got stabbed. That you sea got, creature grabs him. <laughs> you got slimed by the octopus. Like Gollum thing, is right? following it's them. Like, it's like this whole thing, and like poor Frodo, poor my poor little man. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, I do really like the Moria scene. I like, I, I like how it looks. I love how it looks. That scene when he's like in the music, when he's like, the "Let me risk so a little." Good more light and you see that mm-hmm. like amazing dwarf city like it's just so good yeah the only the i, I think all of this is great the only the, the two bits that throw me a little here are um <clears throat> where's the light coming from <laughs> yeah just generally yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well no in, well particularly like when they go in and the, to the tomb of the whoever it I, is. oh i know yeah. i know <laughs> and there's a beautiful shaft of light it's like oh well that shaft of light means that there's you could get out through there, yeah. just go up, go crawl up through that window or whatever where that light's coming from. I mean, that's like, I, I honestly, I don't even care about that stuff. You know what I mean? I, it's fun to like talk about, but mm. when I'm watching a movie, I don't care about that. I, I you know, like if it's working emotionally, I don't care if, the, you know, if there's exactly. no yeah, like fine. The light, that's fine. Um, but the, um, but I, 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 uh, I remember when I was first watching it at the point when they're finally, when they're escaping and they do the whole, lean forward bit as things crumbling and they mm-hmm. do this kind of spectacular thing with the, uh, you know, the, 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 the part of the bridge crashes forward and they barely make it and all that. The movie lost me a little bit there um, because it was a little too, um, it was, I mean, this sounds ridiculous to say about a movie like this, but it was a little too spectacular. Like it felt more like um, impossible hijinks rather mm-hmm. than, you know what I mean? Like it, it was a little, it was, it was like cartoony. It was almost like, you know, Bugs Bunny. A little Wiley Coyote. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's very entertaining, but it, it, yeah. it, 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 it was a little more roller coastery than. And we just gotten a lot of that in the troll fighting scene, which I, I really, really love that whole sequence. It was oh, yeah, terrible in the video game, though. I don't know if you guys it's, ever oh played. Oh my god, the video oh, game god. was so hard. 
the <coughs> Fellowship the of the Ring video game was the worst, and that troll was, was the worst. It was the worst. Okay, but Sorry, I, so something something that I noticed in that scene though is the, which I don't know that I'd ever really paid attention to, is that there's no music during that fight sequence oh, wow. until yeah. Frodo is isolated, mm-hmm. and then the like drums start and the like really intense music start. But I just thought it was so interesting, oh, like yeah. such an yeah. interesting choice. Where well, there's the, literally like no music. That's also the point when we realize that Legolas is a superhero and yep. it's awesome. Yes. Yes. Oh. You get like, your first like I, there's every battle like, Legolas gets his like scene. Yeah. And like it's, it's really cool when you see it for the first time. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. I mean, even the bit where he's like walking on top of the snow and everybody else is like yeah. flying. I know. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's so good. good. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Um, but I do. I will say, I really, really love. The scene after Gandalf falls, and they're, oh, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, yeah, leaving yeah. Moria, and there's no sound <clears throat> effects except cool. it's just the music, and then the sound of the arrows, and then kind of the slurred, very slow sound of them like yelling, you know, like for, you know, well, Frodo, like Frodo's no is like it like broke my yeah. heart in half. But like the way that scene is just done, and like the sound, oh, like the so lack cool. of sound effects except like the arrows, and then the mm-hmm. oh, it's then, so good. And then I, I think they did a great job with the scene right after that when they get out onto mm-hmm. the uh, the top and it's just it, it you know they 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 take that moment to grieve and it's really earned mm-hmm. and it really works mm-hmm. you know and then it's like okay so you I, I get it so the hobbits are there to grieve and make us really feel because yeah. they and then like <laughs> they just the look of devastation on a you don't want to see poor poor hobbits crying yeah, exactly. like the lack of well, devastation or the the look of devastation on Elijah Wood's face is so good yeah. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Well, and the other thing that's been happening throughout this is that Boromir, you know, even though we're suspicious of him from the beginning, has been uh, taking care of Merry and Pippin. I know. Yeah. You know, like he's, I think he's, gra- he's the one who like grabs them, like he at least jumps over with one of them, right? Like, and then, he's, yeah, he, de- but both of them, I think, one under each arm. No, he, yeah, right? he's like holding both, I think, and right? And then like, and then um, he's, you know, like Aragorn's like, get them up and he's like, give them a moment. Like, oh, yeah, let yeah them, exactly. Let them right. have a moment to grieve. And yeah, yeah, Aragorn's yeah. like, you understand why Aragorn's like, no, we have to move. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But that's good stuff. I mean, I, I think that's great stuff for Boromir. And that's uh, why I like him. Like, despite everything, <laughs> I know he's trash. Like, I know that, but I really, I just, really like him. Well, he's, he's not. He's not trash. He's totally reasonable. And like, it's like, like and it's, is it like, really like he's, yes, he is weak, but that's not like, he, here, he, here, he redeems himself. Here's my take on Boromir. Okay, here's my advocacy. Boromir is the true protagonist. I've met the true hero of this movie, the true protagonist <laughs> of this movie, oh as the God. person who like goes through the biggest journey. Yeah. Because uh, and and also I you know like he his uh, so he's this dude. He's the he's the son of he's the well, Stuart Gondor, right? right? He's like the prince and, functionally. And, and Gondor is just a regular city of men of humans that's sitting on the frontier and they just fight orcs, right? Like orcs mm-hmm. are you know, going to come in and they're just like, you know, they're out there slogging it. They're not, and they're just fighting orcs. They're not fighting wizards. They're not fighting elves. They're just fighting orcs and orcs are just, you know, these, you know, very, te- they're not magic. They're just killers. Right. You know, mm-hmm. in the, the movie. So this is, and, and Gondor is not like a magic, you know, you know, they, they don't have wizards around. Like this is the guy who's just grown up in a medieval village fighting monsters. You yeah. know what I mean? 
he is not a person who has had any direct dealings with magic at all. So then he shows up at this council. His dad sends him to this council. His dad, who's like got all of this stress and puts all of this stress on his son and expects him to like, you know, take care of everything, sends him to this council. Um, and he shows up and all these people are talking about magic and they got this ring and they're talking about how powerful this ring is. And he, and, and I think of him <laughs> as just a practical person who's like, okay, Let's just use this thing. Yeah. And that's perfectly reasonable. Perfectly reasonable. He's got like a everyday workman's idea of how the but world works. But you don't works. think presumably that he grew up with the same stories as everyone else? <laughs> like he knew he when he went to the, the tomb of Isildur to see the, the sword, he knew the story. Oh, right. Yeah, he does like, know. Like, he I knows think, the lore. He I just think thinks he's better than it. I, I think I just I just like the idea that someone can come back from something terrible, like yeah, because he does he accepts Aragorn as his king. Redemption, redemption is wonderful, right? Like, and I think I think weakness is he acknowledges weakness in himself at the end, also, and I think I I like that. I like that like he acknowledges it, and like it doesn't have to be. Like in a world where like nuance is not a thing, a lot of like that we see anymore. Like I, I like that story. Also, I, I mean, the the other thing about him is that I think that he is entirely consistent in what he wants, mm-hmm. and yeah. what he wants is to help his people. Like and he talks yes, about yeah. it constantly. You know, like your people. You know, he 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 talks about it. and Aragorn frankly, is irresponsible. You know what I mean? He's running around, running away from his, you know, from his responsibilities and like he's being a cool strider and, you know, being sexy man of the woods and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yes, he's sexy man of the woods. Exactly. But he's not, but, you know, but he does have, I mean, he knows it himself. He's running away from this responsibility, right? And so Boromir is the guy who's actually there holding down, the, literally holding down the fort. And, um, and, and all of his, every time he's tempted He's not talking about what he can become. He's talking about what what they can do for to yes. protect people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like Gandalf says, the intent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Right. Doesn't right, matter. Right. right. That sequence of Boromir and Frodo finally it's fighting. So good. Yeah. Is like the camera work in that sequence to like kind of show the power dynamics is so perfect because it's so awful to watch yeah yeah, yeah totally well it's like I, I mean it's it's that's that's very much like any child who's ever been threatened by an adult too right. you know what i yeah. mean it's definitely playing on that kind of primal I mean, fear i think they I do mean, it's, it's, such a good job with that scene yeah it's it's just hard for me to watch a character come back from that mm-hmm. oh like, right really what knocks him out of it is that he falls and hits his head well and i think yeah. the difference well, but is... also because then the ring is gone it's no right. longer near him. right it's not there to tempt it's not yeah. there to tempt him i think yeah. um, i think the difference is um if he didn't die we would be having a different conversation i agree I think the fact Maybe. that he dies, like, that makes him, like, kind of a tragic hero. Like, I would, I might think differently of him if he didn't die. But because he dies, like, it's kind of like he understands and that's his sacrifice because he yeah. failed and he was weak. Yeah. Well, and that, but that's all. And But he also dies heroically trying mm-hmm. to save these other guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I exactly. mean? You know, like, saving the people he was always protecting throughout the whole thing. But um, I and, <laughs> and then And then he's, and, and, and I just, you know, I love that moment, too, when he, um, you know, when Aragorn finally comes up to him and, you know, and uh, after Aragorn's killed yes. the main orc um, and uh, and he uh, and Aragorn says, you know, he makes this promise. And um, and I, I think it's the I can't remember the exact words now, but Boromir is um, 
like his like everything like he's at peace finally and he's mm-hmm. just so happy when he finally hears Aragorn talk about their people. Like, yes, like our shared. people. Yeah. yeah, our people. You know? And he's like, like at the end, he's like, my brother, my captain, my king. So he yeah. like, this is the pr- functional prince of Gondor accepting that he has a king, which is huge. Yeah. See, yeah. Well, that, that part, I, that's where it went too far for me because I'm an anti-monarchist. <laughs> so I was like, you can stop with my brother. That, that's where you want to be. Stop with my brother. That's enough. Don't get all, don't get all slavish on us here. Oh. Like it's, it's, but, uh, but no, that, that, that scene, you know, like I, I, I was really, uh, yeah. you know, he has the whole story. It's kind of like people argue that Han Solo is actually the real, um, protagonist of star Wars because he's the one who, who, you know, he has the, he, he's the one who has the biggest changes. You know what I mean? He, he's this reluctant, he pull, gets pulled into this crazy situation. He's mercenary. He kind of, you know, seems to be, uh, you know, he does heroic stuff and then he quits and then he comes back at the end to save the day because he knows that's the right thing to do. Um, and it's, it's the it's but in a series it's like Boromir gets that change in this movie Aragorn gets it across all three yeah exactly exactly you know but, like and, like over the scope of the whole thing uh, Sam of course is the hero yeah agree agree agreed. Right. Um, but, <laughs> but I think jumping back to um, I think but, the juxtaposition but, like but no I was gonna say the juxtaposition between that scene that very disturbing scene between Frodo and Boromir. And when Frodo holds out the ring to Aragorn, and you could hear like Ara- like, and then he and then he like folds his hand and pushes. Like, oh my god! If I'm remembering, he kneels down. And yes. Hand, right? Yeah. And you think he's gonna take it, and then instead he says, "I would have followed you into the very." It like, like it like, like makes me cry. Oh, I love that scene. It's great. No, that might great. be my favorite scene, like my favorite scene in all of them. Like it's in a in a movie in a trilogy where that is full of incredible filmmaking. <laughs> that like just that like simple scene is so good because you it's so like, affecting. Yeah, you understand that he is the right person to lead Gondor. He's the yes. right person for this fight. You like you understand so much about him and his character with well, just that and- one gesture. Well, and it's also it's also beautiful because it, it, it works for both characters because mm-hmm. it shows that I mean it shows that he is aware of his own that Aragorn is aware of his own weaknesses He's and that he to let you know go. that he could he could be too much and it also shows that Frodo is you know Frodo Frodo is remarkable mm-hmm. for being mm-hmm. able to you yeah. know like that yeah. I mean it's 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 great oh, I mean I, I I think the film makes too much of uh, or the you know like the series makes a little bit too much of like, oh, it's just because hobbits are simple folk. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, because that, that comes up from time to time. You know, uh, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's more that they're but, determined and they're hardy folk. Yeah, but it's not just hobbits. It's specifically Frodo. I think that's yes. what, you know, I, I mean, I, I think we all get that emotionally mm-hmm. by the end of the whole thing. But um, again, this is me being the, <laughs> the anti-racist, anti-monarchist, anti-essentialist uh, <laughs> person. It's like everybody's that's their okay. own individual. Um, we skipped Galadriel by the way totally does anybody want to say anything about that scene I mean we talked a little bit about that whole sequence like the dark the dark queen is like a real it's it's a great sequence it's but it is I think we we, yeah like it's effective it's well done like I'm not sure there's much more to say there it's it's amazing you know I mean yeah uh, the the whole is so good 
Yeah. I always remember her literally saying Dark Queen, but in the actual thing, she says, not dark, but like the dawn or blah, 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 whatever she yeah. says. Yeah, she literally says she's not but dark. dark and it's like, but beautiful and yeah. terrible as the dawn or something like that. Dark, it's like, in play, oh, wait, I know it. In place of a dark lord, you would have <laughs> a, a queen. queen. Yeah. <laughs> not dark, but beautiful. Yes. And, she says uh, something like Dawn or something. I can't remember. But yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's tremendous. Um, so I do love that this movie sort of, the the Sam, I love the Sam drowning sequence. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Good. Because it's like, first of all, you feel like he's drowning forever. Yeah, but yeah. Then you do. Frodo's, Frodo's arm is still long enough to reach him, so it. Yeah, and Frodo's not even in the water. Point. He's still in the boat. He's just, he <laughs> and I'm like, out. how long did Frodo wait before he was like, all right, I guess I got to fish Sam out. <laughs> I know. But like that and hug. Movie like, magic, my yeah. friends. Movie movie magic playing with time. I know. It is. It is. <laughs> but like the, the Frodo and Sam hug in the boat is Aww. just. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, and, then it's, and, then, and then like later when they're like looking over the mountain or whatever, and he's like, I'm glad you're with me, Sam. Yeah. Well, there's a great line there, too, where, where Frodo's like, I have to do this alone or whatever. And, and Sam's like, of course you do. And I'm going with you. Yes. You know what I mean? And he was, don't you leave him, Samwise Gamgee. And I don't mean to. Oh, I love it. Yeah. No, I, also, I also love let's hunt some orc. That's a good oh. line. Oh, I don't like that at all. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. Shocker, I, because Aragorn says it in a sexy way. Oh, yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, that because that felt to me, that's like the dwarf tossing line. You know what I mean? Like, it's, Oh, yeah. To me, uh, to me, that was like, that was like, uh, that felt like a 90s movie as opposed to the classic, you know? You know that, that Peter Jackson just couldn't help himself sometimes and the camp had to get yeah, thrown in. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah I think absolutely. Like right, every line that Legolas, their share of camp. I feel like every line Legolas says in the next two movies is so ridiculous. Well, I think Legolas, <laughs> oh. what do your elf eyes see is pretty uh. cool. Oh, you know, well, I love the way, I mean, I am a big fan of, uh, of not holding back sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like just like letting them, like, you know, just, you know, like just commit to it and just go nuts. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what it's going to be. And Kate Blanchett's performance is mm -hmm. like that too, mm -hmm. because like even just her narration, it's it's really over the top a lot of the time, but it totally works. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, I, I have a lot of respect for that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, what I mean? let's just go big and and make it work and believe in it. And yes. and, and and we're going to go with it. You know, I like, feel like I, that uh, is the motto of these movies, and like ninety percent of the time, it works. Yeah, yes. exactly, exactly. And the other 10% and, is, they're taking the hobbits to Eisenhower. <laughs> the, um, oh but yeah, God. you know, like like that whole, also, uh, the thing I appreciate about these movies is they're just really emotional. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? They, yeah. I, I, again, in the same way, they go over the top with the emotion. I mean, they, they go for whole hog. They let, you know, like, people are not stoically accepting Gandalf's death. Oh, people there's so much beautiful crying. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Like Elijah Wood's giant tear glittering eye. Yes. Oh Elijah Wood is especially good at that. He's got like, like he's got those, levels, yeah, he's like, got I, yeah. I okay, I feel like I feel like I have held back this long this long, so I need to tell the story really quickly of when Preeti and I like were at New York Comic Con <laughs> this year. Oh my god. In October, and Elijah Wood was standing like right behind hold us. Hold on, hold on. No, no, no. We have to set the stage. Okay. You I set had the just stage. Come off of an interview on the floor where I used a recorder for the first time. I get back to the table to like 
transcribe this interview and realize it hasn't recorded any of it. Mm-hmm. And so you're in my freaking head, out. Oh I'm no! I, I did that. I did that interview in George Takei a million years ago. Oh my! Oh. I yeah. just like basically sat down and was like furiously typing. Yeah, and she was freaking like, out. So like everything that I remember, I am like and, sitting at the table, like facing Preeti, like, and she is like oh, hunched over her computer, um, and. I look behind her and there's a light. We're in the like sci-fi because you know sci-fi basically sponsored Comic Con this year. So we're in the sci-fi like 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 area where like we're like sci-fi is doing interviews and stuff like that. And I look behind her and there's Elijah Wood and I know she's freak. I Preeti doesn't okay. Preeti, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> I'm not cool. She doesn't. She's not, not. She can't be cool. Like she could not be cool. Like there are times when like I'm like, all right, we're gonna do this thing. We're gonna be cool, and she's just like, I can't be cool. Like I I'm can't. Not cool. I don't know how to do it. That's the I I approve. Like she cannot. <laughs> like which is cool one of the totally many overrated. things I, know, I love right? about Preeti. Cool is a sucker's game. But That's I'm crazy. like. I'm like, I cannot tell her that Elijah Wood is standing behind her because she will die. Like, literally, she's <laughs> freaking out, and she will die. So, like, I sit there for 10 minutes just, like, staring at Elijah Wood and pretending <laughs> I'm looking at Preeti's computer. And I'm just, like, staring at Elijah Wood. And, like, his publicist comes and, like, sits across from Preeti and me. Like, because they were doing an interview for, I think, Dirk Gently, which is a show. Yeah. Um, with the show he was, I guess it's been canceled now. But, like, that was a show. So they were, like, just hanging out, waiting for the interview room to be open. So I'm just, like, staring at Elijah Wood for ten minutes. And then she kind of, like, wraps up. She's like, okay, I finished the first draft. I'm like, okay. Her thoughts are down so I can tell her. I'm like, so, um, Elijah Wood's been standing behind you for the last <laughs> no, ten no, minutes. No, 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 hold on. This is not what happened. Okay, wait, wait, what? What happened was, Slepna goes, Preeti. And I was like, what? Because I was typing. I was like, what? I just just gestures, like just kind of <laughs> nods next to me, and I'm like, "What?" And she's just like, and just like gestures her head some more. Yeah, and I oh, turn yeah, that is. to I'm my like, right. Just look, <laughs> like, and he's literally standing like, like six right inches right away. Behind. From me. And then she that's like, hilarious. She starts busts out laughing, and like I just turn, put my head down and, and laugh. Turns back to her computer and laughs. I didn't know what to do. I was so, I went from being like so angry. Oh my God. So excited. Oh my God. And like the feelings, I just had too many feelings. And then I was like, You didn't didn't spontaneously burst out in tears? I, no, I laughed and he, thank God, like didn't notice. But his publicist sitting across like knew exactly what was happening. And I was like, like, I was like, he's been back there for 10 minutes. I just don't want to tell you. So, so did you eventually say hi or no? No. Nope. That's hilarious. No. It's not even a good story because no, there's not. not a good like <laughs> there's not a good like fanfic ending to it. No. No. <laughs> no. And the publicist was just staring at both of us and I was just and she was laughing so hard. I'm like, "Are you okay?" That's and I was like, I just, I can't handle it. It was a very good, it was, it was one of my favorite moments of Comic-Con. Like well, I, I had a, I had an Elijah Wood encounter. <gasps> um, yes. yes. Uh, in fact, he's right here. No. Um, <laughs> I, he's I, been <laughs> listening the whole time. <laughs> oh my God, I just spit up my drink everywhere. <laughs> um, no. Years ago, so I, I'm, I made a movie, Robot Stories, many, many years ago. It was this little ind- independent movie. And um, I if I'm remembering correctly, we were we were about to premiere in L.A. And it was this tiny little movie, and I was doing whatever I could to promote it. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the Star Wars movies had just opened up the week before. And so I was in L.A., like, you know, doing 
all these different like events with like schools and community groups and all this kind of crap. And I literally went with my little stack of, uh, of flyers about, you know, or postcards to the line outside the star Wars movie to give people postcards to my little crazy sci-fi movie, you know, cause it's like, Oh, these are sci-fi yeah. people. Right? Yeah. And Elijah was oh just chilling with his friends in that line. So, and you know, gave him a call. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So, All right. Well, I don't, I don't think he came to the movie. Though. I was like, did he go? No, he didn't. But he was very cool, very Maybe. polite. It was, it was very, it was kind of, it was, it was cute to see him though, because he was just, you know, clearly just a nerd doing nerd stuff, but also a very famous dude, but also just chilling. You know yeah. what I mean? And it was, <laughs> and people were, everybody was like being, trying to be very cool about it and everything. But everybody was, you know, there was that kind of electric vibe in the crowd of like, oh wow, Elijah Wood. Very funny. Um, well, any last Fellowship of the Ring thoughts? Um, you know those giant stone sculptures? Yeah, you know, like the, 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 the trolls? trolls? Oh, no, 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 the like uh, never ending. Oh, the Argonaut. Right? The Argonaut, yeah. What are those? So are those they're, they're the ancient, that's the ancient boundary. I feel like such a nerd right now. I'm sorry. Tell us. That is the ancient boundary of Gondor. So yes, those are like statues of old Gondor, Gondor's old kings. And that's an ancient, but it's not, a, at, at the time of this movie, it is not a current boundary of Gondor. Okay. <laughs> but it is an ancient boundary of Gondor. That's I have beautiful. visited the scene. That also, is, I visited the place where that was filmed. That was, that was one of the greatest things I've heard. In a <laughs> <laughs> boundary of Gondor. Let's just get that clear. Like it's not, not current... feel like it's not gonna get better. That was outstanding. Well, the the thing I always think of is like, okay, so they're made out. Of, they're incredibly huge. They're like two hundred feet tall. They're made out of stone, and it's like this extended arm. So did they just carve them out of? Like, was there a huge amount of mountain all around them and they just carved them out of the mountain, or did they have some kind of incredible medieval? gluing process whereby they glued slabs of stone together to do the arms that extended. That, I mean, that's, this was my, that's, that's what ran through a lot of effort to go through when that's not your current boundary of Gondor anymore. <laughs> like, I just also, like... <laughs> they have their hands, they're saying turn back. Yeah, they're like, turn gone. back, now you're in Gondor. Okay. Is the, the falls, because they're at the falls of Raros now. In case well, you're also- curious. The other thing that I liked about that was was uh, Aragorn saying, "Long I have longed to see this." It's like he, he it's like he wanted to see the Empire State Building. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it, was like, it really was. Tourist. Yeah, no. I he thought that was kind of cute. On his, on his <laughs> journey to he destroy like, the ring. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, people are gonna come out of this and be like, "Oh my god!" I know. Okay. Well, Greg, do you want to tell people where they can find you? And what yes. you're doing and what you're working on and plug your projects and do all that good stuff. Okay, cool. Um, my website is gregpak.com, G-R-E-G-P-A-K.com. I'm a comic book writer, first and foremost, these days. I also do, like, film and stuff. Um, but mostly I'm writing comics. And um, currently I'm writing Weapon uh, Weapon X and Weapon H for Marvel. <gasps> Because Weapon H is the uh, the Hulk Wolverine hybrid. Uh, because yes, there is a Hulk Wolverine <laughs> hybrid running around the Marvel universe, who's you know big and gray and pops claws out of his uh, his Hulk sized fists, and it's awesome. It's this big ridiculous idea, and the book debuts in Mar- in March. 
Um, and uh, it's going to have ridiculous over-the-top action and big emotion. Corey Smith is drawing. It's going to be fun. Um, I'm also writing the John Wick book for Dynamite. Yes! And uh, Yeah, which has been a blast. And I'm writing uh, Incredible Hulk for Marvel, which stars Amadeus Hulk. Yes. Amadeus Cho is the Hulk. And I'm writing Mech Cadet U. Yes! Mech Cadet U is so good. Oh, thank you. It's my favorite baby. I, uh, I'm not supposed to have favorites, but I do. And uh, drawn by Takeshi Miyazawa, colored yes. by Triona Farrell, colors by Simon Boland. And it's a story about a kid and his giant robot. Basically, it's a janitor's kid who uh, bonds with a robot that he's not supposed to bond with and ends up joining the Sky Core Academy, yeah. which is where all the kids with giant robots uh, learn how to do stuff with their giant robots and defend the world from the giant crab-like sharg that are attacking. And that uh, just got picked up right for, it was a, originally solicited as a limited series, and now it's yeah, ongoing, right? Exactly. It's going to be four issues, and, uh, and, and I, just, uh, I'm, I just outlined issue eight yes. uh, today. So yeah, it's 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 rocking and rolling. It's uh, hugely fun, and uh, hope, please do check it out. Um, the other big thing I'm doing right now is I have uh, I have decided that email newsletters are the new email newsletters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just because I mean you know like Twitter is a cesspool and oh, oh, terrible, and and every social network is. Uh, I mean, I love Twitter and I hate Twitter at the same time, right? You know, because, mm-hmm. uh, we wouldn't be doing this right now if it weren't for Twitter because yes, we sure. wouldn't have been talking. You know what I mean? And Twitter is this amazing place, particularly for people of color and for independent filmmakers and or independent creators to to get you know to get word out about stuff in an efficient way in a fun way that was not possible before. But it's also horrible um, yeah. in many ways, right? Yeah. And every social network is collapsing in various ways with these algorithms determining who and what you can see. And also they're, they're all being gamed uh, in order to maximize sort of stupid clicking as opposed to actual, you know, like actual meaningful interaction, their design, like they, in order for them to make money, they need you to be doing something all the time to indicate your involvement. And so they're just becoming bad games. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Anyway, uh, so in order to actually reach people, I'm, I'm realizing the old ways, <laughs> the old ways are the better ways. Yeah. And, and, and email newsletters, like as long as email works, email newsletters are going to, are going to work. So, um, so I've revamped my email newsletter. I'm using new software to, to do it that makes it nice and pretty and full of awesome images. And I'm giving sneaks, sneak previews and all that kind of stuff. So if you go to gregpock.com, you'll see a, little sign-up thing. Please do sign up for my email newsletter. Okay, that's our show. Um, So thank you to our Patreon subscribers. Thank you. Thanks to I, Ben and Very Smelly, Fazia and Anne-Marie at the $10 level, and Martha, Brandy, Rahul, Sam, Jordan, Annie, Megan, Claire, Brian, Robert, Gaia3, Maya, and the Knott family at the $5 level. Um, We are, as we said before, we're blown away by you guys um, and how much support you've given us. So uh, we really, really appreciate it. You can find us on Twitter at Daisy Geek Girls. I'm S. Krishna. I'm at Run With Skizzers. Uh, we are also a part of the Nerds of Color podcast family. So um, please check out all of the other amazing podcasts that exist under that umbrella, like Hard Knock Life and Southern Fried Asians. Um, and I believe Nerds of Color is now on Patreon as well. So if you're looking they for are. a new, I think it's very new. So if you're looking for someone to support, go support Nerds of Color. 
Um, We are also partnered with um, Granger Leadership Academy, which is um, part of the Harry Potter Alliance, and they do amazing work. It's about turning fandom into activism. We will be giving away two passes to that. It's in March, and so stay tuned to our Twitter feed, and we really actually will be doing that soon. We've dropped the ball a little bit, but we will um, be doing it. So actually, if you know anyone in the Tucson, Arizona area who is – a, who it would be interested in attending Roger Leadership Academy, please feel free to email us um, because we are um, we have two passes to give away. So, mm-hmm. um, um, also, please rate the tune. Rate the tunes on iTunes. Can you tell Guys, us it's late? Like, it's like it's eleven forty-five like, on a Friday night, night, and I'm so tired. I know. <laughs> please rate the show on iTunes. Um, the more people we reach, the the more exciting the show well yeah i have no I idea know. it's just fun thank we just you. want people to find it thank Thanks. you the, thank you to everybody like we went through our itunes reviews today and read them and i almost cried you oh, guys are so nice. so nice thank you so much um to the people who have already written like written very very nice things about us um, you guys are awesome you are. all of you are awesome oh, you are okay so warm and fuzzy but until next time okay we'll see you in hell Bye, everybody.